Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so excited for your future. This morning we have Alexis with us. Can we give it up for Alexis? It's so good to see you, brother. We love you, and we hope you come soon back. <laughs> How many know what we're celebrating this Sunday? Huh? Come on. Some of it, uh, we call it Pentecost. Some of it call it the Holy Spirit came down. Some of us say that's where Jesus gave birth to church. But it doesn't matter how we call it. We know one thing, that the Holy Spirit came down. Amen. Holy Spirit came down. And the good thing is this. Jesus says, it would be better for me to leave. Imagine if, like when I was a teenager, I often thought that, man, it would be so cool actually to have Jesus. But then when I grew up, I began to realize it won't be so cool. Because if Jesus would be somewhere in Jerusalem right now, we would be sitting here by ourselves. Or maybe we wouldn't even be sitting here. But Holy Spirit, He's everywhere. He's not only in this place, he's next to you, he's inside of you. And that was the desire that God had always in his heart. He had, a, he had Israelites build a tabernacle. He was close to Israelites. Then he, he had a, a temple where he stayed. But then his desire was to come out of the, from the veil and live inside of us. And Apostle Paul says, he says this, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, say with me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You and I, we carry the Holy Spirit inside of us. We carry the Holy Spirit. We carry God himself in us. And there is no limit in God. The only limit that we have, it's us. We stop God move remember the prophet Ezekiel when when the angel says measure a hundred feet and then go into the river he measures he goes and the water was only up to his ankle and sometimes you can you feel the water you feel it it's wet you have some kind of a feeling uh, but it's shallow and the Holy Spirit wants you to experience the water. He wants you to experience. But He wants you to go deeper. He wants you to go deeper into relationship with Him. Because in God, we have to understand, in God, there is no limits. No limits. And as a matter of fact, God's desire is to pull every area in our life that still control our life. That's why he invites the prophet and he says, go deeper. He goes deeper and the water was up to his ankle and he could have stopped there. But then the angel invites him even more and it was up to his waist and then he began to swim. See, the purpose of the Holy Spirit 
not to rely on ourselves, but to be swimming in His presence. And what I mean by swimming in His presence is completely being surrendered to Him. Completely being surrendered to Him. Completely relying only on the Holy Spirit. Not on our wisdom, not on our education, not on our achievements. But relying on the Holy Spirit in our life. And Holy Spirit begins to flow in us. He begins to carry us to the places where He desires us to go. See, sometimes we, we're so focused on the experience of the Holy Spirit and, and the feeling and, and everything that, that we, it comes with the Holy Spirit. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. But there's something, something greater that Holy Spirit desires to do in our life. Outside the experience, outside the emotions, outside the, some kind of a feeling that we can feel Him, tangible presence. He wants more. Because if, if the Holy Spirit would have just been some kind of a feeling in our life, you would never be baptized with evidence speaking in tongues. And I know that lately church is being fading away from actually speaking in tongues. But that's the power. We got baptized and everywhere we see in the New Testament, we see people being baptized and immediately they begin to speak in tongues. Let's go to, with me to Ephesians chapter 5. And this morning I'm, I'm not going to say anything new. I just want us simply to remind ourselves. Simply remind ourselves why... Why did Jesus himself said that it would be better for me to go, but I will send you a Holy Spirit and he will always be with you until I come. Because Holy Spirit does something in us. He transforms us. And, and Ephesians uh, 5 verse 15. So be careful how you live. Again, Apostle Paul says, be careful how you live. You can't, we can't live our life just simply flowing in the, in, the, in the river like a dead fish. There's something that we need to be aware how we live on this earth. How do we live? So Apostle Paul says, your responsibility, my responsibility is to be careful how we live. And then he continues and he says, don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. You know, in Proverbs, it says this, don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. See, one of the things of the fool is it's simply stopping where he's at and saying, I, I know everything. You can't tell me anything. I know everything. I know how God operates. I know how he does. And, and they stop. And that's something that we see in Proverbs, that the fool, he will always 
reject or resist advice and wise counsel. He will always refuse to accept. He would always refuse to grow. He would always refuse to go deeper. And that's, that's something that we see, the fool. Here's what he says about the wise person. The wise person, listen. My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart on the right course. Again, wise person, it's, it's, not, it's not a person who, who knows a lot, who has five degrees. The wise person is, is a person who, when he hears the truth, he practices the truth. The wise person, you might not even end up going to a college, but if you know the truth and you begin to practice the truth, the Bible calls wise. The wisdom of God is it's, it's foolishness to this world. But God chose us to put to shame the wise of this earth. Why? Because we know the truth and we practice the truth. And we become wiser and wiser and wiser. Why? Because, again, we are in contact with the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit reveals the truth more and more. And we don't just listen and hear the truth. No, we practice the truth. And that makes us wiser and wiser. Amen? Make the most of every opportunity in those evil days. Don't act thoughtless thought uh, but understand what the Lord wants you to do again we need to live a life we need to understand what the Lord wants us to do what is my purpose on this planet what is my destiny here and then he says verse 18 don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, there's something happens with people, those who are addicted to alcohol. And you, if, if, if this is your first time in this church, this church, we... We don't promote alcohol. We don't drink. We, we, we stay away from alcohol. Um, we promote the Holy Spirit. We, we ask that we, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will not have desire even for one glass of wine because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But here's what Apostle Paul is saying, that there's something happens with those who are being addicted. And this, uh, again, I'm going to read from Proverbs. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For at, at the end, it bites like a poison snake, and it stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations, and you will say crazy things. There's two things that happens. People begin to say crazy stuff, and they begin to see crazy stuff. And Apostle Paul says, don't 
be drunken with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you begin to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you begin to see things that you never seen before. And you begin to say things that it was absolutely weird yesterday. But today, why? Apostle Paul says, we have faith in our heart, therefore we speak. We speak not because we just know. No, because the Holy Spirit in us. I was afraid to speak yesterday, but today I'm not afraid. I'm speaking. Why? Because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and you will see things you've never seen before. And you will speak things you never spoke before. That's one of the things that the Holy Spirit benefits us. But that's not it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Apostle Paul begins and he says, Those who speak another language, they edify what? Themselves. Sorry, he actually says, Those who pray in another language, they edify themselves. What is edify? It's literally, it's some translations will say, building themselves. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes with evidence of speaking in tongues. And maybe you, before you, you were baptized somewhere, sometime in the, when you were a child and now you don't see any importance of speaking in tongues. Let me tell you, if you don't practice speaking in tongues, you are stopped growing. You're not growing. Maybe you're growing intellectually. But spiritually, you're not growing. The only way for us to grow and build us up, it's only when we speak and pray in the Spirit. That's what Apostle Paul says. We edify, we build ourselves. Apostle Jude said this, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit, you begin to build yourself. Yesterday you might be weak, but when you begin to pray in the Spirit, something begins to grow in you. See, when we pray in the Spirit, you're not making your spirit strong. Your spirit that was, that was born of God is strong. He's perfect. He's complete. But you're building yourself. He says, you're building yourself in the most holy faith by praying in tongues. How do, what, why do I need to build myself? Why do I need to build myself? You know, you and I, we are, we are a body. Um, you can feel it. You can touch it. I, that's, I have a body. Then I have a soul. Some of us call it spirit. But the Bible, most of the Bible says it's a soul. Okay? Then we have a spirit in us and then we have this creature flesh it's crucified it's on the cross but sometimes it comes down so quickly in our life and we have to be quick enough to send it back on the cross so here's the thing when we begin to pray in the spirit we begin to build ourselves. therefore I begin to make choices on the side of a spirit in other words I begin to be aligned with the Spirit of God in me. By me praying in the Spirit, I'm, I'm building myself and I'm walking away farther and farther from my flesh. I'm building myself so I can, so I can be aligned with the Spirit of God. 
That's why it's so important for us to pray in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit. It, we need, when we pray in the Spirit, we need to realize that this is important. And this is not just me mumbling some words. No, I'm praying in the Spirit. My mind might not understand. People around might not understand. But God himself, he understands. The Spirit understands. Therefore, I'm speaking and I'm, I'm, I'm understanding. I might not know what's happening. But I know for sure that the Spirit of God is praying for me. He knows better me than I know myself. He knows better all my weaknesses therefore he's praying to God what he sees important in my life Romans Apostle Paul says uh, chapter 8 this and the Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses how does it help us he prays for us for example we don't know how to what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with growings that cannot be expressed with words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Again, the Spirit, we're not just baptized with the Holy Spirit, just another religious thing. No, God wants you to grow in Him. He wants you to go deeper. He wants you to be built strong. He wants you to be strong in your faith. And that's how it comes. It comes by us allowing the Holy Spirit to pray in us. And I know some people say, well, if, you, if you're praying in the Spirit, you have to have interpreter. No, I'm not. If I'm, if I'm preaching in the Spirit, then yes, I need to have interpreter. But if I'm praying, I'm not praying to you. I'm not praying to my neighbor. I'm praying to God himself. And he knows exactly what I'm praying for. He knows exactly what my spirit desires. He knows my heart more than I know myself. He knows everything. And therefore, I need to trust God himself just Trusting him by praying and knowing that God, you know better myself. You know everything about me. So I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to pray in the spirit and you will be building me like I would never build myself up. I can try building myself, but I, every time I will fall. But every time I trust the Holy Spirit, I will be built strong. See, sometimes we, we get confused, the, the knowledge that we hear, the knowledge that we know with the revelation. But the knowledge, it's not the revelation. Revelation only comes with the help of the Holy Spirit in our heart. I can know things, but the moment the Holy Spirit begins to take this into my heart, it becomes a revelation. It becomes something that I can stand on and nobody will shake me. Why? Because it became my personal revelation. And it only can come with the help of the Holy Spirit. With the help of the Holy Spirit. It, it comes with me praying in the Spirit. Now again, why do I need to build myself? Why do I need to be strong? If we go to Romans 8 again.
Romans 8, 4. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that pleases the Spirit. So, he says, so that the righteous requirement be fulfilled in us. The righteous requirement or some translations will say the requirement of the law be fulfilled in us, those who not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, the ultimate goal of the Holy Spirit, not outside our fellowship with Him, is for us to fulfill the requirement of the law. Now, what is the requirement of the law? Is, is There's two commandments, love your God, with all your heart and love your neighbor. On those two commandments, the whole law is hanging. Everything is established on those two commandments. So Apostle Paul says, for us to love God and love our neighbors, it's impossible to do it with our own effort. It's impossible. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you have to follow the Holy Spirit so that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in you. It's impossible for us to accomplish everything that God wants us to accomplish on this planet without the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us. You know, 1 Corinthians, if we, if we go to um, chapter 14, in the beginning, before he begins to speak uh, about every gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and, and all that stuff, he says, let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. Now, I think we all tried loving someone. We tried. But it is impossible. But if we're focusing on the Holy Spirit and building ourselves up, the love that Apostle Paul is speaking will be in us. I need to understand, why am I praying in the Spirit? What is Spirit praying in me? I need to understand that I'm building myself because if... If I'm just mumbling the words and just putting a check mark that I am, I am a, one of those charismatic person that I know that I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit and nothing happens in me. Apostle Paul says if you're speaking with another language but you don't have love, it's just an empty sound. Your life is empty sound. The purpose of the Holy Spirit so the love of Christ be revealed in us. So we're not just mumbling but we allow the Holy Spirit to build us. Every time when we pray, every time when we have opportunity, we speak with boldness. We speak knowing that God himself is building us into a person so I can love my neighbor. So I can love someone that I, that I used to hate, but I, now I love them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is moving in me. 
Being baptized with the Holy Spirit is not just a religious check mark in our life. No, it's being filled with God Himself. And us allowing, praying, we begin to be built and we become stronger and stronger. Amen. Can I have a worship team, please? Can you come forward? You know, in, in our Christian walk, <clears throat> we would always experience those temptations to stop where we're at. Prophet Elijah had a, had a servant, Elisha, and he asked him, what do you want? He says, I want the anointing that is on you, I want the double portion. And the prophet says, yes, that's a very good desire. Awesome. But it's a hard thing. But if you'll see it, you will experience when you see it. And then he begins to offer him to stay in Galgal, other places. He says, just stay here and I'll go. He says, no, 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 no. Ain't going to trick me. I know what I want. You said yourself that if I'll see you being taken away from me, I will experience a double portion. See, in our life, in our walk with God, there would always be certain revelations that would make you stop and stay there. You experience a revelation, you might dwell on it, and you might even want to build a tent and stay there. But the purpose of revelation is to move forward, move forward. Another thing what we see in this story is that when he drops his, what's, the, huh? Mental, when he drops it and, and Elisha picks it up, he picks it up and he walks. He walks and there's a river. And he says, where is the God of Elijah? And he hits it with, with it, the water and the water splits. And everybody will realize that the Spirit came down on him. See, sometimes in our life, until I begin to use it, the weapon that I received, the power of God will never manifest in my life. I can come so close to the river. I can come so close. I can have it in my hand. But until I use it, I will never experience what God meant for me to experience. See, another promise that we have when we begin to build ourselves. Prophet Isaiah, Prophet Isaiah, I believe it's a, chapter 26, it says this, those who are strong in the spirit, you keep them in perfect peace. You keep them in perfect peace because their hearts are completely trusting you. See, if I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to pray in me, if I'm not allowing to do this, then it would be so hard for me to trust God. It would be so hard for me to trust the Word. It would be so hard for me. But the moment I allow this, I become strong. And the promise that God gives, He says, those who are strong in the Spirit, I will keep them in perfect 
peace. You know, we live in a time where everything is shaken. When this world is shaken, when this world is trying to offer the peace. But Jesus says, the peace that, that I can give you, nobody can give you. The peace that I can give you and the peace that comes and it's a perfect peace. And it comes only for those who are strong in the spirit. Now, do I need to reach certain goal in my life to experience this peace? No, I simply have to trust God with all my heart. And that is being strong in the spirit. It's not what you perform. It's how much do you trust God with all your life. Can we all stand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, for some of us, long, long prayers became something that uh, it's like, why do we need to pray for so long? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to? But this morning, I want us to pray and and simply trust the Holy Spirit and realizing that He is building us. When I'm speaking in the Spirit, I'm not just mumbling some words. No, I, I know for sure that the Holy Spirit is building me. Apostle Paul says, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you. More than all of you. He says, I pray in the Spirit. He wasn't afraid to pray in the Spirit. Why? Because he knew the decisions that he had to make. He knew. He says, I will pray with my mind. I will pray with my spirit. He says, I will sing with my, with my mind and I also will sing with my spirit. See, sometimes we just have to al allow the Holy Spirit to flow. And we read in Ephesians 5, he says, be filled with the Spirit. It doesn't say allow the Spirit to fill you. No, it's you be filled with the Spirit. When are you being filled? It's when you begin to open up your mouth. When you begin to release the river that it's in you, you begin to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to, I know for sure like after this prayer, the breakthrough that you might waiting for, you will experience. You don't even have to come to the front. You will experience a breakthrough, whatever you at right now. You might be in the back, you might be somewhere, but if you are allowing the Holy Spirit right now to move, you will literally experience your knowledge will become a revelation and that would be something that you will stand on it. That will be your word that you will hold on to it. Come on, open up your mouth right now and begin to pray in the Spirit. Just, just allow the Holy Spirit to build you up in Jesus' name.